0: Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining in this week. This week's topic is random tips everyone needs to know. (laughs) And that is absolutely no lie here. After my last few trips to the parks, there have been quite a few things that I have notated to make sure to share with you guys. So we're just going to jump right into it. My first recommendation would be to use a travel agent. They are all amazing and I have three wonderful ladies that I am going to share a little bit more with you guys about and the things that they specialize in. First, we are going to start with Mommy's Disney Magic. She has an amazing ultimate guide to taking your kids to Disney World and it is so much more than that really what it is is it's getting the most out of your Disney vacation and you can find it on her Instagram it is linked in her bio and it is number three on her list which again is getting the most out of your Disney vacation that's the title of where you can find that link to this ultimate guide I had the wonderful pleasure of being one of the first people to have eyes on this document and I was able to provide feedback to her as well as really just discuss things that people would want to see in this document. Bethany is an amazing person inside and out. She is super super sweet and she also does some really awesome themed movie nights. So for those of us who can't get to the park's as often as we want, or we just want to change it up a little bit, these movie nights are all themed based on Disney movies with some awesome, fun meals, treats, and snacks. Let's get back to the ultimate guide to taking your kids to Disney World. As I mentioned, this is so much more than even just about planning a trip with with kids. This really is an ultimate guide to Disney World, with or without kids. And here's why. She discusses so many things. I will list off a few. Genie, Genie Plus. We all have heard the somewhat traumatic experience this has instilled upon some park goers, whether it be the chaos of booking, whether it be not being able to book the things you want when you want, or the, just the price point and she will do a really great job at breaking down all of the things you need to know about the difference between Genie and Genie Plus. You also have an awesome list of character meals as well as snack options, and some guides into rider swap, ticket info, and park info with all four of the parks one of my favorite features of this guide is the quick service guide and just kind of the breakdown of where you can find certain foods at certain places and where in the parks those will be located i 100 percent recommend this to everybody and anybody And furthermore, it's also super, super helpful to have this document because as I've been finding out lately, there are some places that aren't open from open to park close. And I don't know if this has always been the case. I just recently have been an avid Disney parks goer, but from what I recall in the past, I've never experienced where certain restaurants are not open for all meals of the day or if they are potentially closed they're just closed for kind of like that lunch break in between and then would reopen for dinner service so that's definitely something that threw me off a while ago and having this guide is super helpful because if i was craving a certain item and i went to a place that was closed i at least have that list in front of me with other options potentially so as I mentioned, you can find this ultimate guide at, um, mommy's Disney magic on Instagram. There is the link in her bio. It is a $17 guide and y'all, she keeps it updated. She makes sure that as things change, which we all know they change daily, she will update the guide as needed. And it is just hands down such an amazing resource. I highly recommend it. And Honestly, I'm going to even be so bold to say, skip Genie Plus for a day and purchase this guide, hands down. And on top of it, you'll be saving money if you're going with more than just yourself. So I really, really, really recommend this guide. And that's how much I recommend it is I would even forego certain park experiences to be able to have my hands on this guide. It is truly one of a kind and unique. And like I said, Bethany is such an amazing person. I would never, ever, ever, ever want anybody to go to the parks and feel like they were disconnected. And she not only will be there for you as a travel agent, but she will also be there for you as a friend and as a park guide. And whether or not it's this document that she's made or whether it's like direct contact with herself, you will definitely not be disappointed with this experience the next amazing park tool that I recommend to Again, honestly, everybody could utilize this resource. It is working with the amazing Stephanie Peters Travel. Again, you can find her on Instagram and um, you can actually find both, actually, everybody that I'll be talking about on Instagram and TikTok, but I'm going to refer to Instagram mostly because this is where you can find um, a lot of these resources and connect with these wonderful travel agents so stephanie has created a lot of neurodivergent focused resources and she is a certified autism travel specialist and i think that those of us with young kids especially young kids that maybe even get overstimulated easily or actually do have a a specific diagnosis um We tend to be a little concerned taking our kiddos to places that we've never been before or we haven't been to in a long time or again in the ever-changing world that we're living in right now, especially with Disney World. Things change daily and just having that additional resource and the, I'm sorry, the toolbox of resources that Stephanie provides for neurodivergent families or kiddos is honestly something that again, I would, I would probably label as life changing. And here's why she offers a, a toolbox of resources that are complementary with the use of her her service. So, if you utilize Stephanie and her agency to book your Disney World vacation, she will be able to tap into all of these resources. And y'all, I am so excited to be able to utilize these myself. And I'll actually be doing a TikTok series. And a real series on Instagram, really going over, a, you know, kind of highlighting a lot of the things and the reasons why these resources are going to be so valuable and, and honestly, life changing to your parks experience. She discusses the DAS pass, which is the disability pass that Disney offers for folks who are in need of this service. Not only will Stephanie be able to really dive into if this is something that your family will qualify for, but also how to access utilizing and signing up for this pass. I will tell you from experience, it is very overwhelming. It is very stressful. It is also um, something that unless you have been told what the experience is like it can vary and it also can kind of seem a little bit triggering i guess is the the proper word that i would use for that um and so i just recommend especially having that conversation with stephanie she can give you a heads up on what that experience is going to be like and one thing that i love that she points out is we love disney We think Disney offers some amazing assistance and tools to people who need it, but there sometimes is a little bit of a gap, whether that's in communication or customer service when it comes to these resources. And that's where Stephanie steps in and is really able to provide just that superior customer service. And this is again, at no additional cost to you, which is amazing. The other thing that Stephanie provides is a ride sensory guide, which really discusses the details of every single ride, including um, whether parts of it are dark, what to expect as far as the length of the ride, and a lot of these other things that honestly having access to them has really made my daughter's experience just completely different and utilizing the DAS pass with the ride sensory guide. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little choked up here. Um, is really going to just amplify the happiness level and lower the stress level. I 100% promise and guarantee that. I mean, it really just is one of those things that I would say you, you probably Would never want to live without after you've used it once the next resource is a quiet area map which essentially provides a lot of places and suggestions of where you can go to wind down and get some space obviously it's Disney World Um, you can't hide from people easily but you know there are a lot of those kind of like hidden treasure spaces that you can go and kind of regroup and re and recompose your thoughts essentially On top of all of that, Stephanie offers additional cognitive resources and so much more. She is one of the kindest people that I have had the pleasure of meeting. She has a teaching background. She's used to working with children with all types of needs, all types of disabilities, and I cannot wait to utilize these resources that she's created and that she provides to her clients because as I mentioned multiple times before, whether or not you have a neurodivergent child or a family member, I still think that these tools are so helpful and useful to use, especially if you've never been to the parks before. It can get overwhelming and the last thing you want is to feel overwhelmed and disappointed in your experience. And these tools will definitely help you kind of find those breaks and those pauses and those areas that you can really just kind of regroup and refocus things. Let's get into parking and the trams. Thank goodness they have returned to Magic Kingdom. It is life-changing. Um, I battle with like feeling like if it's worth waiting for a tram versus walking, um, to put it into perspective. Our last trip, we parked in like the Ursula area. So the villains Ursula area. And when we were exiting the parks, they had told us that that is about a mile and a half from the tram um, the tram pickup area to the Ursula area that they would be dropping us off at. Once I heard that, I was like, you know what? I definitely don't think I want to walk another mile and a half today. And while we totally could have done it, and yes, I have done it in times past, I took the tram and I could not have been more thankful. So a couple of my tips here, when you park, Take a picture of the area that you park at. Take a photo of the villain or the hero of the place that you park, as well as jotting down or taking a photo of the number of the row. This is very important. Disney also offers a um, in app service where essentially it 's like a car locator, so you don 't have to hit that panic button, which we all know that sound of the music of the panic buttons at the end of the night in the parking lots so this is a good way to avoid that i personally haven't used this yet um i kind of tried to look for it it wasn't very easily accessible for me so taking a good old fashioned photo and saving it on my phone was a-okay then i highly recommend waiting for that tram just hang out where you parked you'll see a tram pull up i would say If you're worried about time, it's really no different if you wait 10 minutes for a tram versus walking for the most part, especially if you were parked where I was in the Villains Ursula area. Um, But I also would say too, that it's just a fun experience. I mean, honestly, the gentleman who was on the microphone when we were returning to our car made some really funny jokes. He gave us some really awesome facts about the parks, but even more so he pointed out something really great, which honestly it like makes it an attraction in itself. So where we parked at the Ursula, um, in the Ursula area of the Villains area, that was kind of like the last stop for the tram. And so the tram did a U-turn at that stop. And The um, tram attendant basically said something along the lines of, This is the only U turn attraction in the parks, or This is the only attraction that does a U turn in the parks. This is your only time that you'll experience this. And I mean, it was late at night, it was close to midnight. And just to have like his humor when it's already been like a kind of long and exhausting day, really honestly, just kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit and I almost feel as connected to the trams as I do the monorail and the Skyliner now. I mean, that is just how amazing of an experience and cast member interaction we had. And now that I think of it, I definitely need to leave him a cast compliment. But anyways, let's talk about returning to your vehicle. When you essentially um, are at the TTC, and you are going to walk toward the trams, there are essentially like two loading areas. You've got them right next to each other, but when you're looking at them, there is like a little bit of divide down the center. What you'll want to do is when you're looking at the loading area to the tram to return to your vehicle, you're gonna wanna go to the row that is on the far left of either one of the sections there are two sections. So again, you'll pick your section and you'll go stand on the far left line. Even if it's longer, even if it's like 10 people longer, go stand on that side of the line. And here's why. That area, that part of the tram is double-sided. So that first row on the tram is essentially double-sided with two rows. So instead of just five people in one of those rows, you can actually fit up to 10 people. So essentially that line is going to move twice as fast. As I mentioned, there are two sections that you can essentially get in line for, for the tram. So realistically, there are two opportunities to get in that far left line to enter in the tram. And that may seem super simple. You may not care. Oh, big deal. I'll have to wait five, ten extra minutes. But honestly, it, it made all the difference, especially with a young kiddo. So I highly recommend it. That was something that I observed during our last trip. Up next is the Enchanted Extras Collection. So I really, really love the Magic Kingdom um, fireworks dessert party for enchantment. I've talked about it a few times, and in one of my earlier episodes, I really give a deep breakdown about the experience, the food, where we sat, tips, tricks, everything. I'm just going to give a quick overview here. I always recommend the post-party, not the pre-party. And here's why. You get better seats in the hubgrass because while everybody at the pre-party is still enjoying their unlimited cocktails, drinks, and snacks, you are already seated in the hubgrass getting those awesome close-up seats. I mean, it's not a huge difference if you get the back row, but it definitely makes a difference. And here's why. So when you're in the hubgrass, in the area in front of you is the accessible area so people in wheelchairs or the motorized scooters they are all placed in that area. And while they can have family members who are standing with them, it still leaves a lot of like gaps that you can kind of see through and you're not essentially looking over people's heads. It's really beautiful, it's really magical. And I don't know about you guys, but I love me some hubgrass time. So what I'll typically do is I'll go grab some corn dogs from Casey's or a coffee from Starbucks, and I will just sit and take some really fun hubgrass photos. Leading up to that firework show. Then, when the firework show is over, everyone's going to be going to the rides or leaving the parks. You will be going back to the terrace at Tomorrowland and you will essentially be checking in for your dessert party, having your unlimited beverages, and you will still have time, at least the way things are set up right now, you'll still have time to ride one or two rides, especially if you use chini plus or lightning lane and you will have time to really fully honestly utilize that all you can snack all you can drink experience from the dessert party so for me it's the best of both worlds i love the park at closing time i love it at nighttime it's cooler it's more empty great opportunities for some nighttime photos it's also just peaceful it's more peaceful And especially after a few cocktails, roaming around Magic Kingdom, hands down my favorite. One little thing that I will recommend, and I asked and they told me I was fine, so I'm going to recommend it to everybody else. I grabbed a glass of the um, Sparkling Apple Cider. It is in a champagne flute. It is plastic. But I felt really special walking out with my little sparkling apple cider and my champagne flute and walking down Main Street and walking up to the castle and just hanging out and spending time taking photos. And for me that was just really magical. Now I honestly am the last person to believe or um essentially encourage drinking at all costs at all times. That's definitely not my style. I could probably go a year without having a glass of champagne. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I definitely could. But again, there's just something really magical about just having that champagne flute, even if it's just sparkling cider in there and just walking around and just enjoying the experience that you just had at the dessert party. The last and most recent enchanting extra that I experienced was a carriage ride at Disney's Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. This was $55 and I really, really had fun. Um, there are a few tips that I definitely think that people need to know before they go on one of these carriage rides though. The first thing is, is that I kept this as a full surprise from my daughter. She had no clue that we were doing this. And honestly, I think this really heightened the experience. And I'm going to be frank, if I would have told her what we were doing prior to, I really don't think she would have enjoyed it as much. I think that the magical experience of us going to Fort Wilderness, getting to our destination outside of the tavern and checking in with our essential like carriage driver. Um, His name was Garrett. He was awesome. We were able to kind of distract Amia while I checked in with him. And then all of a sudden I was like, Amia, like, aren't those cool? And she goes, yeah, moms are fun. I said, well, guess what? This one's yours. And I actually posted a reel on TikTok or I'm sorry, a reel on Instagram and a video on TikTok of her reaction. And hands down, it was amazing. And she felt so special. She felt like a princess. It was awesome. So one of my tips would be dress up a little bit for this. We decided to dress down because we didn't really know if it was going to rain and we also had a really long day in more dressed up outfits. So we just wanted to get comfy, but I would honestly use this as your princess moment or your prince moment. If you have a little one who you want to have something a little bit magical and special that essentially the entire family under six people can experience and feel like royalty. She kept saying that she felt so special as we were driving by or I'm sorry, trotting by people and they were like, "Wow, that's so cool," or "Oh my gosh, how do you get to do that?" She loved that feedback from people that were sitting there and watching us kind of, you know, drive through the campgrounds. Definitely arrive at least 15 minutes early to crockett's tavern not to the resort (laughs) you want to be parked you want to hop on that bus and you want to get to the tavern which is kind of like where hoopty do review is and stuff um and it's also the area where you can watch the fireworks you want to be there 15 minutes early and here's why we got snacks and beverages and we brought them on the carriage ride so you are definitely able to do that you can bring your own from home or you can go there and order but on top of it we got there early so we could have started the carriage ride early which i don't know about you guys but i don't mind starting things early especially if that means that i can experience things longer potentially or even just enjoy the campground a little bit longer We booked our carriage ride at nine o'clock and I thought that we would be able to see some of the fireworks. That is a negative. We definitely did not see the fireworks. So if you're wanting to see the fireworks, I would recommend booking a half hour or an hour before the fireworks or after the fireworks. And I don't know if they do carriage rides after the fireworks, but if you book at firework time, don't plan on seeing the fireworks. Let's go back to the snacks and beverages. I walked up to our driver, and I asked him if we were allowed to bring snacks and beverages in the carriage, and he said absolutely. No questions asked. It didn't tell me any restrictions, just said yes, and that was really awesome and exciting for us because we didn't realize how hungry we were until we got to Fort Wilderness, so we ordered a hamburger from one of the food trucks. We also ordered some mozzarella sticks, and it was perfect for our carriage ride. Essentially what happens is, is you go and you drive through kind of some of the loops at Disney's Fort Wilderness. This was great for us because my husband Nick had never been to Fort Wilderness. So we had a really fun time brainstorming of what our next Fort Wilderness vacation would look like because he did seem very interested in and staying there. And so this was a really fun opportunity for us to really see what other families were doing with their campsites. I will say it's definitely probably not as picturesque as I would say like Port Orleans, which is the other opportunity or option that you can do a carriage ride at. I think if I would do it over again, I wouldn't do it any different. I would definitely try port orleans next and i would definitely compare which one i liked better but i'm very grateful for this experience because we had a really awesome driver garrett he told us all about our horse whose name was red red is friends with philippe who is princess belle's horse and red also has been a cavalcade horse so there was a lot of really fun facts and an experience and a bonding moment that we got with red and our driver garrett so what i what i say not to do for olderness. No, it's awesome. But I definitely would say it's not as like picturesque as I was expecting. Like I was expecting, I don't, I really don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting to drive through the campground loops the entire time there. We, all we saw were RVs and vehicles and the, a few families here and there and a few puppies here and there. Um, but for the most part, it wasn't like very scenic. Um, um, The last thing that I want to, um, remind people of is gratuity. I exited the carriage. He thanked us for our time. He asked us if we had any more questions and he was just really great and provided some awesome customer service. And I always, always, always ask cast members if they're allowed to accept gratuity. The biggest reason is, is because I like to share those tips with you guys. I also like to thank them for their time and their hard work because also they're doing something that is potentially dangerous. I mean, if the horse gets spooked, they you know they have to be in control. And so more so than just the experience, I'm also thanking them for keeping us safe. So, our our driver did have Venmo, so we were able to Venmo him a gratuity. But I definitely prefer doing cash, and I think that they prefer cash as well. So my biggest tip, honestly, for anybody going to the parks is always just make sure you have some fives and ones and even some tens in your wallet so that you can leave those magical moments for the cast members as well and giving them a little bit of gratuity. Um, Being a pass holder, we did save, I think, like $5. So... That also was a savings to me that I essentially could pay forward to our driver. And I know that he really appreciated it too. The last thing that I want to share, which is more of an announcement slash to be determined dot, dot, dot release date is I'm going to talk about the resorts. I am so hooked on Disney resorts, you guys. We did a DVC tour and let me tell you, it was phenomenal. There are a few things that I learned from this DVC tour that I thought that would be really great to share with y'all. The number one thing is that they are pretty flexible when it comes to financing. So when we met with him, um, Mark is who we met with, he really talked about financing and some of the options and there were a few different options on financing. You can even finance your closing costs, which I have not encountered in a, a few transactions that I've had previously, but it also they're doing a couple promotions where essentially you could even put as low as 5% down. So there was, there was a lot of flexibility there when it came to the financing and lending side of things. One of the main questions that I had being newer to the DVC world was okay, if I sign up for DVC and I get my minimum 150 points, what would that look like financially? Which he answered wonderfully and he did a really great job with the breakdown. But my biggest thing was, is does this change my purchase power in the future? Let's say I wanna buy a vehicle or I wanna buy a home or XYZ, how does this affect my credit? How does this run on my credit score? Is this a hard hit? All of those things. To answer the questions, it is a hard pull on the credit. However, since Disney is not a quote unquote bank, it definitely looks different on your debt to income, but it still shows up. So the recommendation of our um, DVC guide was that if we plan on purchasing a home, he recommended that we do that prior to making the commitment to DVC. Um, primarily because it would essentially affect um, that purchase power. That was a really huge factor for us that not a lot of people could answer for us. And our guide was very, very straightforward in saying, I really would recommend that you wait then on this because it could potentially change your purchase power in the future. The other thing about the DVC tour that I loved was that it has completely shifted. It's very... I wouldn't wouldn't say informal, but it's informative, but it's also customized. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very customized to what your needs are and what your thoughts are. I 100% would do a lot of research before you go there because I knew 99% of the things that our guide told us but because I was prepared for the things he was gonna tell us, I was also prepared for follow-up questions that the internet or current DVC members that I know um, couldn't answer. So that was really, really helpful for me, and I highly recommend touring. Obviously, pricing does change every so often, but the one thing that will not change and cannot change is that in 20 years from now, they can't all of a sudden decide that it's going to cost you 150 points for a two-night stay. They cannot do that. So while the price of purchasing into DVC will continue to rise, the, the points f- per night cannot just be increased because they want to try to get more money, if that makes sense. So that was something really enticing to me of why somebody would purchase sooner rather than later the last thing that I'll share about our DVC tour is that we felt so well taken care of. We were given waters and snacks and it just felt like it was something that was really worth our time to, to really dive deep into to discuss those kind of looming like questions that we needed to have answered before we decided if we were going to make the commitment or not. So I highly recommend if you are thinking about DVC, And you financially are able to do it, number one, or two, you are comfortable financing, um, essentially that you have kind of done a little bit of research, but go meet with a tour guide. Because from now on, we have somebody in our back pocket, who gave us his business card, who gave us his direct line and his email address that when we are ready to buy into DVC or if we have any other questions, he is our immediate contact and we now have that extra line of customer service and support, which is super awesome. And honestly, again, just makes you feel more like family. The last thing that I wanna talk about today is when you're staying at the resorts and things to do and just some tips along the way. Don't be afraid to call housekeeping. We had a coffee machine. Actually, we had two coffee machines that did not work over the weekend and we called housekeeping and within 20 minutes, a new one was delivered. The second one still didn't work. So we called for a third one and it worked. And not only did they deliver it, but they also brought additional coffee, creamer and cups and sugar, whatever we needed. They are so prompt, so diligent, and will go above and beyond always as long as you just ask. That is something that I think a lot of people might be nervous about or on the flip end, I've stayed at so many hotels where I call and it takes hours for housekeeping to come or sometimes they don't come at all so I have to go down to the front desk and get it myself. The other recommendation that I will have for folks is if you need it, Ask for it a late checkout. A few times I have called and requested a late checkout, and every single time I've called, knock on wood, they have been able to accommodate a late checkout. It's not that much later, it's just until 12 p.m., but that just gives us that extra hour to sleep, the extra hour to pack, the extra hour at the pool, the extra hour at breakfast. It really does make a difference for us, and I would even go so far to say, call and ask for that late checkout, but also right when you wake up, call Bell Services and have them grab your luggage. So that's out of your room. So that when you essentially are using that additional hour, you're not rushed. You're not feeling like, oh my gosh, I asked for this additional hour just so I can pack. And while some people might find value in utilizing that hour to pack, I recommend just having a leisure morning, most of the time you've had a really long day at the park previous the previous day or a long day at the pool and you're just tired from the sun i just want to say it is okay to ask they might say no but if you don't ask the answer is always gonna be no. one other thing that i am going to announce which is my to be determined dot 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 date announcement coming soon um, travel with Shay and I, so Shaylin and I are working on resort bingo and scavenger hunts for digital downloads for all to enjoy on non park days, staycations, etc. This is my way of help, working with somebody who I absolutely adore who's traveled with Shay and doing Disney differently. And she is my person that i always go to for business advice she is somebody that i trust who um, started as my travel agent and has become a really really good friend and i am so excited to finally meet her in person this fall um i cannot say enough good things about her but one thing that i want to say is is that Every time I've worked with her, she is a text or a phone call away. She is so thorough. She is so transparent. She goes above and beyond. And y'all, I know a lot about Disney. I know a shh ton about Disney. And she continues to not only teach me more, but also on those solo trips that I took, she was in my corner. She was checking in on me. She was asking how my trip was going. My solo trip did get lonely every once in a while. And just having somebody like her in my corner, cheering me on, telling her, she, telling me she's proud of me for what I'm doing with my brand. She's proud of me for taking that solo trip, you know, kind of like a mom reboot trip almost. Um, it was really special and really magical to have that experience. So I am so honored and blessed to partner with her on this resort bingo and scavenger hunt. Essentially what's going to happen is they'll be available on the Etsy shop and Every so often, as quick as I can make them, with them being wonderful, of course, um, I'll be releasing resort-themed bingo and scavenger hunts for people to enjoy and just kind of do something different. That is my motto here, doing Disney differently, and this is the way that I will be able to help you do that. I was kind of getting in a slump. I was doing the same thing every single trip. And I was almost questioning, like, why am I coming here so often? I kind of just feel like I'm doing the same thing. This is going to really not only help me get out of my comfort zone, but help me experience new things and also watch other people experience new things. And the best part of this all is this is a way to tie in my magic and monorails community. And there will be a hashtag that we will generate that will be tied to these scavenger hunts. And anytime a client or a customer purchases these resort scavenger hunts or bingo, you will utilize this hashtag and you'll be entered into a drawing for some free merch or another download to another um, scavenger hunt we're, we're trying to create the excitement, but also create the community too. And we can't wait to see what you guys do with these scavenger hunts and mango cards. So that is all for my episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in again for another week of magic and monorails podcast. And thank you for letting me teach you how to do Disney differently. This is Magic and Monorail's podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mia. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently.